Is it possible to grow from a small business with no clients to a fully booked online service making five figures within a few months with just only online ads? Our guest, Manu Verma, founder of Nuver Digital, will tell us if it's possible and more on this episode of Forward Thinking. Hey everyone, I'm Darren Lake, the audio content manager here at Medigy. Welcome to Forward Thinking, a podcast by Medigy. In this series, we speak with inspirational business owners, brands, and marketing experts to learn from their experiences on the front line and uncover what it takes to build a world-class business. After being a digital marketing and e-commerce specialist over the last decade, Manu founded Nuva Digital in 2016 to help small local businesses and online e-commerce shops get customers immediately. Nuva Digital's unique position in the market is that they focus more on direct marketing to your target customer instead of general branding. Having worked closely with e-commerce companies such as Urban Brew, Happy Skin Company, and The Quick Flick, and also specializing in Google Ads, Facebook Ads, email marketing, SEO, Shopify development, and more, Nuver and Manu are full-stack experts in this space. A few things you'll learn in this episode. Everything you need to know about the power of online ads. That includes Google Ads, Facebook Ads, and more. How much your business should spend on ads per day. The process behind optimizing your online ad campaigns, remarketing to your target market, and using Facebook pixels, and much more. Let's jump right into the chat with Manu and Medici's head of content, Brendan Hill. Manu, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Super excited to dive straight in today. I know you have a lot of experience around digital marketing in a lot of different areas. But first, how did you get involved with marketing? Uh, funny story, you know, I kind of grew up, you know, in a classic brown family where no one really had a business. We kind of just brought up to say, hey, this is the working life. So you're going through year 11, year 12, you're doing the HSC and you're like, cool, what am I going to work as? You never kind of think about that entrepreneur or that business life. So I kind of forced myself into it where I just, you know, had a friend came up to me. He was like, hey, I'm learning how to build websites. I said, cool, let's see how you do it. Yeah. Um, and from there, I sort of thought, wow, this is a whole online world here and something that tangible, which you can actually do. So I sort of did some research and I found out about drop shipping. Um, and that's where I sort of thought, hey, yeah, this is really easy. Just start a Shopify store, run some ads. So I gave it a go. And, you know, in three, four months, the store was doing like five figures. And I was like, wow, this is like mm. real. So that was sort of the first sort of taste that I had. Um, and then from there, you know, my mom sort of started a wellness center of her own. She wanted to go out and do that. So I was like, cool. Kind of got into local business marketing from there. Uh, launched some Facebook ads for her. And she literally went from having like no clients to being fully booked within a month. Wow. And that just happened every single month. So wow. that's where I saw, wow, this is powerful stuff. Mm. Yeah. Tell me more about the local businesses as well, because we've had a lot of po- uh, guests on the podcast so far. But none that's really focused on that ground level, the super early stage of businesses. So how can people listening today, maybe they've just kicked off their website as you did many years ago, and they're looking at Facebook ads, how can they leverage the power of Facebook? Yeah, I think this is you know a topic that's probably not spoken about enough in the small business community because it's easy to sort of see how big businesses are getting that massive growth. But as a small local business, I think that's actually where Facebook ads and you know other forms of digital marketing are actually having the biggest impact because you know local businesses are having reached like they've never had before. So you know back in the day, not so long ago, the only way as a local business you could really get clients is people sort of walking past your store, they sort of see what you're doing, maybe you go on the newspaper, you know, maybe even on a radio, but you're not really getting that much reach. But today, you know, with Facebook ads, you have the ability to literally target, you know, 10 kilometers around your store, women 10 to 15, you know, 20 to 30, whatever your target range is, 
give them an offer and, you know, become a local sort of, you know, marketing powerhouse mm. and go up against all these big brands to get reach like you never have before to generate inquiries for your business. You really have all the tools to do it all yourself in-house or, you know, bring in a small specialist to get it going. Uh, I think it's really something that's not leveraged enough. Yeah. And what do people do step one? I mean, they've signed up for their Facebook account. What, what's next? Yeah. So, you know, start up your page, build it up. I'd probably spend, you know, a week or two just making continuous posts, set up your Instagram profile, make sure everything's looking really solid. But then really the power of it is running ads. So just something simple sort of research you can do where you just Google like Facebook ads for whatever your business is. So if, if for example, if I'm a beauty salon, you know, Facebook ads for beauty salon, and there's so many guides out there that will sort of show you how to take advantage of that and how to set up the ads on, on the platform. So yeah, if you're a local business, you want to set up Facebook ads, think about an offer that you can sort of go out to the market with. So whether if you're a beauty salon and something that you know I've used, for example, is like you know $45 massage, something like that. Create an offer, create a small graphic, set up that campaign, you set up the targeting. Um, I think Facebook itself doesn't do a great job of showing businesses the power that the ads platform has. So, you know, really... Facebook encourages users to just boost a post. And I think a lot of business owners sort of start off doing that. Oh, let me put in $10 here, $50 here. And a lot of the times they don't do as well as they've been told. And, and so as a business owner, you're kind of thinking, okay, I give it a go and it didn't work for my business. Mm. Uh, but that's definitely not the trap to get into. So definitely look up a guide and just look up how to run Facebook ads properly for your specific business. And from there, set up the campaign, set up the offer, give it a go. And I'm sure you'll see inquiries coming in. And when a business is just starting off, how much do you recommend to put on the ad spend each day? I mean, I saw Dennis Yu from Blitz Metrics uh, speak at StartCon last year, and he has a $1 a day strategy that he does over 365 days. I mean, is there a sort of minimum or maximum people should look at spending on Facebook when they first start out? I think as a starting point, I usually recommend like 10 to $20 per day. Mm. Um, so when you sort of think about it, the return you can get on that, it's definitely worth it. Um, and just to test out that sort of campaign to see how it's going. And after like three or four days, you'll know if it's working or not. Mm. Um, the main thing I think is just to not give up and keep trying it because I guarantee you the platform works. It's just mm. making it work for you, you know, whether you have the right offer, whether you have the right targeting. One thing I will recommend is there's this thing called a lead gen campaign. So when you go into Facebook ads manager, you can actually set up the objective to be lead gen. Um, and what that will do is when people see the offer, they'll click on your ad and they'll get the option within Facebook itself to share their name, email and phone number with you. And you'll straight away get those details and then you can get in touch with them just sort of in a similar sense how they'd make an inquiry through your website. But now you're actually able to reach them with that advertisement. Right. And what type of ads are performing the best this year? Is it still video like it was last year? It really depends on what type of business you have. So I've noticed like, you know, and what type of offer you're running. So if you're doing sort of a massage or something, yeah, sure, like a video or if you're doing like a special facial treatment, a video would work well. But I've seen with things like if you're a hairdresser, just an image of, you know, uh, some highlights or something mm -hmm. get people really interested more than a video even. So I think it's worth trying everything. And that's something that's really powerful about the Facebook platform. It really allows you to test heaps of different variations at the same time. So, you know, you could test an image, test a video, test a carousel, and it will automatically, using its machine learning, optimize for the best one. Mm. And I heard Tim Doyle, who was the former performance marketing manager at Koala Mattresses, and he was talking about how they used to test different ad copy and creative. I mean, they did hundreds of tests. So... How many tests is too many and how should people first start off testing their different content and ideas? 
I think as a general starting point, you know, if you have a $10 or $20 budget, it's good to test like three or four different variations. Mm. That's probably the way to go. And then from there, you can kind of see what's working. So maybe you put in one image, one carousel, one video, and then you sort of see, it gives you a lot of data in terms of what's working and what's not. And then based off that, if images are working, cool, now let's test different types of images. Let's test different colors, different styles, different offers. If videos are working, you know, same sort of thing there, let's test 15, 30, 45 seconds. Mm. So start off with you know, three different types, see which one hits it off with the audience and then take that type and then expand on it and then keep testing from there. Mm. And with the content for local businesses, what should these guys be focusing on? Should they be leveraging the power of their local community? I mean, what are some good examples that you've seen? I think the best way to do content is to just appear authentic and genuine. Mm. And the way to do that is to just not be afraid to, you know, use your name. So I love my favorite sort of ad to set up for local businesses, one where, you know, hey, I'm Gary, I run this beauty salon. Um, You know, this month I'm doing this super special for 10 people, you know, get $10 for this treatment, sign up now. Um, Just sort Mm -hmm. of being yourself showing pictures of your actual beauty salon, you know, not just stock images, try to, you know, mm. get some clients to take some photos, take some videos, get as many reviews as you can, just appear authentic. And I think people really love that. And that's the way to really stand out because the big brands, they're so sort of high level. They're using this professional videos, professional images. And I think people are at a point where they don't really get fooled by that anymore. <laughs> so, you know, I think that authenticity that that local businesses are able to present is mm. the best way to, to go. So even like a behind the scenes of your business. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, whatever you're sort of advertising, if you can show yourself doing that, mm. um, I think people sort of love to see that. And that's the power that you have now where, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't be able to show that sort of presentation for customers because you'd have to run a TV ad or something, which is obviously mm. not priced at, for local businesses. But now, you know, you can play fair game with the big guys through the Facebook ads manager. And I'm not sure how long it'll be here for. So it's definitely the time to do it now. And I think mm. this year, I'm hoping to see a lot more sort of local businesses coming in and and using that. Mm. And what about the link between Instagram and Facebook? Because they're both managed from the ad manager now. What's your experience with that and any tips for first-time business owners? Yeah, I think that's a question that comes up a lot. Sometimes when I say Facebook ads manager, everyone's like, oh, but you know, Instagram works better for me. Facebook and Instagram go hand in hand now. So when you sort of set up a campaign, it automatically will go on Instagram as well. So you're getting customers from both platforms and the machine learning power algorithm that Facebook has set up now, and obviously, you know, Zuckerberg's up there, he's spending billions on, on getting this right. Wow. I think the best thing to do is really trust that algorithm. Let Facebook optimize for every placement that it has available. And Instagram, Stories, Feed, Messenger, Facebook, Facebook Stories, they're all in that algorithm. And, and it will give you the best result from that just by letting it sort of sit there. And they've made it as easy yet sophisticated as possible mm. um, with this sort of technology. And do you have any stories of any businesses that you've worked with that have, I guess, used Instagram and Facebook in a complementary fashion that has really given them some great results? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, you can get sort of as deep as you want with it. So a lot of the times you have, you know, Facebook as the first platform that you see people on where you get that visibility. But Instagram really, I guess you can go deeper with Instagram because it's a lot more personal. Um, You know, you're scrolling through, you're seeing images. And so there's retargeting and remarketing. uh, I think there are buzzwords in the advertising Mm -hmm. industry. So when you sort of, you can start off with Facebook because it has that massive reach. And once sort of people enter your funnel per se, um, another buzzword, but once sort of people know that you exist, it's a really good thing to just remarket to them on Instagram and Instagram stories. And I think that sort of two hit combo where they come through, they see you on Facebook, but then when they're scrolling through Instagram, they keep seeing you. That works really well. And for people listening that don't know what remarketing is, can you 
explain that a bit more and maybe the pixels that they have to install? Yeah, absolutely. So remarketing, I think, again, Facebook's trying to make this as easy as possible, but essentially I'm sure there's, you know, anyone that uses Facebook, Instagram, sometimes you'll go on a website and you'll keep seeing that website across your Facebook and Instagram yeah. feed. Um, and as annoying as it can be, it definitely works. So mm-hmm. essentially what you're doing there is anyone that, you know, sort of engages with your page or on your goes onto your website, you have the power to remarket to them um, if they came through Facebook. So a few things you have to do there. So I'd probably look up how to install the Facebook pixel on your website. So that way, anyone that comes on your website through Google search, uh, you can kind of follow them around on Facebook and Instagram. But even just if you don't set up the pixel, you can just target people who engage with your page or like your post or anything like that. You can still just remarket to them as well. And it's just a simple setting inside the Facebook ads manager. Nice, nice. And so we've talked about Facebook for a while now. What are you struggling with in Facebook marketing at the moment? What do you wish you were more of an expert in right now? I think with Facebook ads, there's it's such a sophisticated platform. You know, one of the things that I, I'm really playing around with at the moment is, I wouldn't say I'm struggling, but it's something that I'm learning is e-commerce. Mm. So, you know, with lead generation for local businesses, it's actually quite a simple two-step thing. So if people see the ad, they click the ad, they share their details, and that's it. So the algorithm in Facebook is really able to optimize for that really easily. But when you have something like e-commerce where, all right, now you've got a product which is priced at, say, three dollars $400, it's not as simple as, you know, people see the ad, they click the product, and then they buy it straight away, especially if it's at that higher price range. So, you know, you can really go deeper and set up, you know, okay, they click the ad, what sort of story do we want to tell them? Now, five days later, what's the next thing they need to see? Five days later, what's the next thing? So setting up these sort of sequences and making the process the buying process longer and sort of simulating the process that someone would go through by going through a shop. You know, you sort of go to the shop, you see it, you like it, you come back next week, you try it again, you go to different places, you keep trying it. Um, I think being able to simulate that process on a, in an online experience and then getting people to purchase something when they haven't even seen it physically uh, is something that I really, I'm really looking to, to get better at and become mm. an expert at. And what about videos in e-commerce? We sort of touched on it loosely. I mean, have you seen any good executions of that? I asked because I was in Las Vegas last year and I visited Zappos, which is the biggest online shoe store in the world. And they get their staff to put a video of every single shoe that they have on the Zappos website. And they've seen incredible results from this. I mean, do you do video content or do you recommend that to any of your e-commerce clients? through? Yeah, absolutely. Video, I think, is really important. It's obviously... You know, a picture speaks a thousand words, but I like to say a video speaks a million. So, you know, and especially with that online experience, that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to simulate that the experience of seeing something physically. And the way to do that is definitely through video. Something that video does really well is for e-commerce products, I see that, you know, they're solving a problem. You're able to present that problem to people, show them what's happening, and then provide the solution through the e-commerce product. And that's what video is able to do really well. You know, brands that we've seen go from zero to billion something like High Smile, for example, you know, who have, if you just sort of show the High Smile kit in an image, it wouldn't really do that well because you're like, okay, what is this? I don't know how it works. But then when you say, here's the problem, look at my teeth, you know, they're all dirty. And then you show them the High Smile kit, you show them exactly how it works. You go from knowing nothing about it, maybe seeing a picture and knowing a little bit to knowing everything about it, you know, knowing how it works completely, knowing what problem it's going to solve. And that's really the power of video. So, you know, having an e-commerce product and being able to create a video 15, 30 seconds, that's provides a clear solution that clearly d- demonstrates what the product is. And if you have a f- good product market fit and you're confident, then there's no reason you won't get results with it. Mm. And moving on to tools now, 
like to ask every guest what their favorite tools are, maybe the tools that you use around Facebook and Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. For local businesses, especially, there's this really cool tool called Zapier. Um, and what that does is it integrates multiple tools together. So it's the tool of tools, <laughs> which is really awesome. So what will happen is an inquiry will come in through Facebook ads. If someone submitted their name, email, and phone number, you know, Zapier will integrate that inquiry. It will send an email to the actual business owner saying, hey, here's an inquiry that just came through. Then it'll put that those details into a spreadsheet so that you can have a list of all the inquiries that have come in. You can record the status of them. You can even send a text message to the business owner and then you can put it into your CRM or your emailing system and you can put them into a list um, where they'll get a sequence of emails from you as well. So Zapier allows you to integrate multiple tools together. Uh, so I think nice. that's probably been a massive lifesaver for me. Yeah. Um, you know, Working with heaps of local businesses, I can't imagine having to copy every inquiry in and <laughs> manually send it to the business owner. So I definitely recommend that one. Another cool tool is ManyChat. So that's actually a chatbot function which is, you know, really cool. So you might have, you know, clicked on an ad one time and, and you might have seen that there's this robot talking to you. Um, and as, as annoying as it might seem, I think people actually like robots more than, you know, say a contact form or mm. maybe sometimes even more than talking to an actual person because you can kind of just walk through the process and learn about it. It's a bit more technical, but ManyChat is a tool that I also use for local businesses which need a bit more of an explanation. So, you know, for example, if someone's doing hair coloring or something and you need to give people more details, you can say, hey, you know, what sort of service are you interested in? And you can actually walk through that process in Facebook Messenger using ManyChat, um, which allows you to set up flows mm -hmm. um, for your ads. So at Optus, we're also partnering with Medigy, which of course, you know, it's a really, I think, awesome suite of tools to give SMBs the power of really leverage that social media. It can really be like a, quite a complicated space to get around and you've got heaps of different channels to use. So having that, the power of AI in such a simple sort of dashboard to help you understand, mm -hmm. all right, here's what's happening with your social media across all of your different channels. Here's what you need to be doing. Uh, I think is really awesome. So it's awesome to see Optus sort of helping SMBs empowering with, with Medigy which is definitely something to look into as well. Nice. And I'll list all these tools that Manu mentions in the show notes that you can find at metagy.com forward slash podcast. And just finishing up on the tools now, what, what kind of tools do you use for e-commerce? What do you host your e-commerce sites with? So I'm a big, big fan of Shopify, oh, nice. um, which you might have heard about in a previous podcast. Yeah, Zoltan from Citizen Wolf. Uh, he runs his entire business on Shopify. He's a big fan. I think it's a massive, massive platform and it's, it's really game changing because it makes something so complicated, so simple. And I think we've seen multi, you know, billion dollar startups come out of it. You know, an example I, I have is a native deodorant, which, you know, it was just one person and he, it sold to like Procter and Gamble for like 50 million. Wow. So things like that. And I've, I'm, I work with a lot of clients who, who sort of use the Shopify platform and it sort of allows you to go in, have a really simple system to have upload your products, create an inventory, you know, customize your theme, make it look really nice. Um, and I think this is a space that's going to grow massively, the direct-to-consumer space where there's no need to have a manufacturer, have a retailer, have a distributor anymore. It's just you make it and you go direct to the consumer and you run your mm. own marketing campaigns. So I think Shopify is, is massive there. And does Shopify sync well with Facebook? Yeah, so Shopify has really awesome native sync with Facebook. So if I set up ads on Facebook f using a website that's on Shopify, not only does it say, hey, 
um, you know, here's how many clicks your ad got, but it, you actually get metrics like here's how many purchases people made. Here's how much right. money was made from this exact ad. So now, wow. and not only that, but here's how many male people bought your product and here's how much money you made from male, female, what age bracket they were in. Mm. So you get the power of Facebook's, you know, demographic data and you combine it with your ad data. So you can say, hey, this exact ad targeting these exact people made me this much money wow. um, directly with Shopify. And, and even deeper, you can go to like this many people added a product to their cart but didn't purchase. This many people viewed a specific product. So that sort of native integration is mm. a big, big advantage through Shopify as well. Oh, that's really cool. And how do you learn digital marketing money? How do you learn how to learn? Yeah, my, look, honestly, my, my favorite way of, of learning is just doing. Uh, I think that's mm. the best way to do it. So the way I got started was I built my first Shopify store. I learned about dropshipping and there's so much information out there. Um, you know, I watched a one hour YouTube video on creating a Shopify store and setting up a Facebook ad and just one video, I set up a whole business pretty much. And same with sort of, you know, when my mom, she started a wellness center, she needed me to run ads for her business to get it going. Same thing there. It's sort of starting from one thing and going into the next. So I said, I looked, I found a course on local business lead gen, started running some Facebook ads. From there, I found a course on, you know, email automation. Then I figured out how to integrate the ads with that. Um, and then you keep testing, you keep finding what works. And then, you know, I got a job at a digital agency and, and a lot of growth happened for me there where I got to work with a massive range of clients, you know, bigger clients, more money, more to spend, more sort of learnings out of that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a big sort of push for, for the self-learning, mm. uh, especially in, in digital marketing space. But yeah, as well, there, there's definitely a lot of good course providers out there if you want that sort of more formalized education. So I'd definitely start with Google's own sort of program. So Google has a lot of free programs to learn how to make a website, how to start SEO, how to do social media ads. Facebook has their own space as well. Um, and then you've got these good course providers coming out like Academy XI and Conversion XL who have some mm -hmm. good paid courses. But honestly, I would just start off by starting a business yourself and, you know, starting your own Facebook page, looking up how do I run Facebook ads, running your first campaign, getting that first inquiry, that first lead, seeing how it works. That's probably the best way to do it. Mm. And you mentioned your mom's wellness store as well. So you come from an entrepreneurial family. So I've been asking a couple of the previous guests, you know, what kind of influence did their parents have on them and what kind of lessons did they learn through their entrepreneurial journey? So are there any stories or lessons that you've learned from your mom? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, parents obviously a big influence from an early age though. I, I was sort of not much into that, that business side of things. It was very much, you know, get a job, here are your options. Mm. Um, but I think when my mom sort of came and said, Hey, I'm starting this wellness center. And then I was like, wait, you can do that. You can kind of start your own <laughs> thing. Um, it's so interesting how it's just a completely separate space. Like I feel like the business world and then sort of the working class world is so, so differentiated. And, mm. you know, I actually worked for a startup called 56 creations where they taught children children about entrepreneurship and innovation. So I think sort of when that sort of side comes into the education system, it'll be a lot, a lot better. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's definitely been a big influence for me. It allowed me to have like a testing ground almost where I could just try heaps of things, try SEO, try website development and actually see that tangible impact happen. Mm. So I think without that, it would have been hard to sort of get it going. Because as much as I say, yeah, self-learning is awesome to have someone that sort of trusts you and says, okay, yeah, cool. Build my website, uh, yeah. you know, do my SEO. That, that would be a good starting point. If you have any family members that you know that are running some sort of thing, just go speak to them and, and find out how you can help them. Yeah, that's an awesome approach. 
So a couple of questions left, Manu. Thanks for coming in and giving up your time today. A lot of value for the audience. And you can find all of Manu's resources in the show notes at metagy.com forward slash podcast. Are you a big reader, Manu? Is that how you learn as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love, you know, well, nowadays I listen to podcasts a lot. Mm. Um, I find that it's super efficient and it's really fun just sort of, you know, learning from different people. Reading hasn't always been my thing, but I have read definitely a a few good books here and there. Any that you can recommend to the audience? I love the classics. I think, you know, one of my favorites is how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. As much as, you know, there's a few things in there where you're kind of like, okay, not sure about this, but I think (laughs) just like the simple things that it tells you, um, the sort of that they can apply to everyday life and sort of improve the way you sort of sort of work. And it stood the test of time as well. I think published in the 1930s or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But one of my favorites, I think what I really love is uh, Gary V's content. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're a small business, definitely go and follow Gary V. Not only has he sort of changed my mindset from, you know, things like being grateful, being, you know, having that hustle, having that drive, you know, that sort of young entrepreneurial mindset, but even just general business information, you know, Facebook ads, the power of social media. Mm. Um, I definitely recommend his content. So Gary V's podcast, follow him on Instagram. I think he's a really good influencer just to, to follow and see how he works. Cool, cool. And Manu, you've made it to the final question of the podcast. Are you ready for launch? Yes. <laughs> because you're on the first flight to Mars with Elon Musk and the first settlers aboard the SpaceX Starship rocket. So what business do you start when you land on Mars and how would you market it to the new Martians? Awesome. I'll firstly give a shout out to my partner, Saloni. She actually works at Tesla. Um, So she's probably the reason I'm on this spaceship, which is is awesome. Friends and family. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, if Musk is taking us to Mars, I'm hoping he's got most of our stuff sorted out. So I'm hoping he's sorted out our housing, our food, our water supplies Mm. when we get there. So hopefully we're not just kind of starting from the caveman days again. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like if everything has everyone sorted, um, people might be a bit bored, need some sort of entertainment. I think Mm. it'd be cool to start like a sports club or something, you know, like the first anytime Mars, something like that, (laughs) you know, where people can come have like a basketball court, a volleyball court, play Mm -hmm. some table tennis, you know, play some foosball, things like that. Yeah. But I think what would be really awesome though is people on Earth, like if I'm in the first ship to Mars, people on Earth definitely want to know what it's like up there. So I'd Mm -hmm. probably, hopefully we have internet up there and I'll start my Instagram page and and start being an influencer probably. I'll I'll document my day-to-day Mars life (laughs) um, and everyone can kind of see what I'm doing. And I think that'd be really cool where, you know, people are sort of saying, okay, so this is what it's like. Um, and then maybe I'll, I'll get some people who want to pay me to advertise their stuff. <laughs> uh, First influencer on Mars. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I like it. <laughs> well, Manu, really appreciate your time today and the value that you've dropped to the audience. Is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap up and how can people get in touch? Yeah, thanks for having me. So I run an agency called Nuva Digital. So that's nuva.com.au. But you can always just message me on LinkedIn. So Manu Verma on LinkedIn. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes, which you can find at menergy.com forward slash podcast. And Manu, thanks again. It's been fun. Thanks so much. From Medigy, you've just listened to Forward Thinking. Again, I'm Darren, and Medigy hopes we helped you find more insights and tips into your business. To find out more about Medigy and get a listener-exclusive three-month free trial, visit us at medigy.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, go and check out some more episodes. 
If you like what you heard, please share a link to another business owner or marketer who you think could get something from this. Also, to help us out, it would be great if you left a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Last, never miss another episode by following or subscribing to us on your favorite podcast player. See you on the next episode. 